0: back to the David Glenn Show. Good news for football fans. The NFL is less than a month away, and I mean the regular season. Ron Rivera of the Panthers just said that Cam Newton will play three or four series against the Patriots on Thursday night as Carolina plays the third of its, fourth pre- of its four preseason games. Then the real stuff begins for the Panthers on September 8th. The ACC network is two days from launch. And the college football's 2019 season is four days from launch. The ACC will be involved. It's Miami against number 8 Florida in Orlando. That'll be on ESPN on Saturday night. That'll get the regular season underway. E.J. Manuel has gone from ACC champion quarterback for the Florida State Seminoles to NFL draft pick by the Buffalo Bills to now a representative of the brand-new ACC Network. EJ, welcome to the David Glenn
1: Show. How are you? Hey, David. I'm doing great, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing really well. What's the toughest part of going from being the man at Florida State to one of the guys in the NFL to now a a new branch of your career tree? Uh, Somebody who's supposed to make sense of all this stuff from the media side of things.
1: Yeah, well, to be honest with you, David, this is probably one of the more fun things I've done now. You know, take that within uh, within reason now. I, I played in the NFL, played at Florida State, played you know, football at its highest level for, you know, six years in the NFL and, um, you know, obviously my career in college. But, you know, I decided to move along and move forward into my next career, which is something I always wanted to do. I got my degree in communications at FSU. You know, so when I got opportunity to work with the ACC Network, You know what better way to start it off by being one of the first guys on the launch this thursday and you know i was actually with the kansas city Chiefs. uh i signed with them in february but i i had to retire in order to get out of that contract and join the acc network
0: ej was all acc with the seminoles the acc champions in 2012 He impressed a lot of folks in this part of the country as a high school superstar before joining the Florida State program. You've been the new guy, of course, as a freshman for the Seminoles. You've been the new guy as a rookie in the NFL. I wonder your reaction. We'll ask you mostly ACC stuff uh, since that's the conference you're covering most closely. But we've all seen Jalen Hurts. In an Alabama uniform, and the guy goes 26 and 2 with the tide, but ends up having to transfer out because of that Tua Tungavaloa guy. Lincoln Riley of Oklahoma just named late yesterday Jalen Hurts, the Alabama transfer, as his starting quarterback, and the Sooners are preseason number four in the rankings. What do you make of being the new guy in that situation? Because you're not a rookie, you're not a freshman. Man, you've been around the block and then some, and you're supposed to uh, meet a bunch of new teammates and try to lead them to championships.
1: For sure. Well, I think the biggest thing is the responsibility that, that head coach that made that decision is you expect Jalen to come in and be mature. you expect him to be a great leader for your offense. Uh, and not just your offense, but your entire team. You know, the coach there at Oklahoma knows that Jalen has been, He's he's been tried and, you know, he, he's been tough. You know, he's gotten through, you know, a lot of adversity. Obviously, he had the ups and downs at, at Alabama. But I think he had way more ups than he did downs. You know, he had the situation where Tua came in and, and led them to get the national championship and everyone got, you know, really excited about Tua, which is understandable. But at the same time Jalen had a great body of work and you know his last year at Alabama he still came in and came in late in the game. I wanna say it might have been the SEC championship and helped those guys, you know, steal a victory. You know what I mean? When Tua got you know got hurt. So I'm excited for Jalen and, you know, I would have been shocked if he wasn't named the starter. Obviously when these guys make these moves it's to give themselves a chance to, to put out some more tape and to uh you know add to that resume before they go into the NFL but I'm hoping that Jalen has a really good season.
0: E.J. Manuel of the ACC Network is joining us on the David Glenn Show. You can follow him on Twitter at E.J. Manuel and then the number three at E.J. Manuel 3. He's joining us from the ACC Network, with lunch, which launches two days from now. You waited your turn at Florida State, and I wonder whether it's you know at the college level we see more transfers than ever. Occasionally we even see quarterback transfers at the high school level. You're you're still a young man at 29 years old, but if a young person asks you for advice, you know, Jalen Hurts did end up leaving Alabama, and it looks like he's getting a great chance at uh, Oklahoma. You were a good player for the Seminoles, I remember, for two years, but you were like the man as a junior and as a senior, and you never would have had one of the greatest passing seasons in Florida State history as a senior if you had not kind of waited your turn. So I, there's like an upside and a downside to every approach, right? What do you say if a young person uh, knowing you've been in those shoes asks you for advice?
1: Sure. Well, I can only speak on my situation specifically now, you know, when I got to Florida state, Christian was Christian Ponder. It was right. his first year as a starter. You know, of course I come in thinking I can compete to get the job. I, I don't get the job. I end up redshirting, And, uh, you know, I remember calling my dad saying, man, you know, should I, you know, cause should I leave and go to LSU? Cause they were also my second choice. And I think they might've started Jordan Jefferson as a freshman. Uh, he and I came out the same year and I felt like I could have went there and competed for that job for sure. At, at LSU at the time, but you know, my dad, you know, just, I, I really would have to thank him because he told me like, listen, son, you made a commitment to FSU, you know, stand there and, and, and stick it out, keep working hard and, and, and see what God can do for you. And, you know, sure enough, the following year when I was a redshirt freshman, Ponda would get hurt. Uh, I want to say with four games left, I got a chance to go three and one late in the season. Uh, got MVP of the Gator Bowl for Coach Bowden's last game. Um, then the following year, Christian gets hurt again in the Chick Fil A Bowl. Got a chance to go out there and lead our team to a victory. So, everything happens differently for every guy. Now, of course, you know with the transfer portal now, guys are able to transfer and you know have the eligibility to go ahead and play right away. But You know, it's hard to say. Every situation is different, but this situation specifically for Jalen made the most sense. Now, obviously, too, is going to be, if not the number one overall pick, he's going to be a top five pick when he goes out into the NFL draft, I would assume, after this season. And so I'm sure Jalen saw that as like, hey, look, I got to move on and go somewhere else. And what better place to go than Oklahoma? The past two guys, uh, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, have have done pretty well for themselves, you know, moving on to the next level. So I'm hoping that Jalen can do the same thing as those guys did.
0: You mentioned Bobby Bowden, one of the greatest coaches in the history of college football. He has been an absolute blast on the David Glenn Show over the years, both when when he was leading the Seminoles, he would join us from time to time, but in retirement, he's had a little more time on his hands, and he's joined us maybe even more frequently. You were part of that bridge from Bobby Bowden to Jimbo Fisher. Um, and I wonder, given that I believe the ACC Network, everybody knows that you know in these parts, if you want to watch the ECU NC State game on August thirty first, you have to be a subscriber to a carrier that gets the ACC Network, right? Um, right. They, there's also features and documentaries that are yep. exclusive to the network. So, a did you contribute to the Bobby Bowden documentary? And and even if you didn't. What can you share about your personal experience with one of the most successful coaches in the history of the
1: sport? Well, I I actually got a chance to speak to the uh, Seminole Boosters in Palm Beach uh, this past, West Palm Beach this past weekend. And I told a quick story of Coach Bowden when he came to uh, Virginia Beach to visit me at home. And, you know, probably the nicest guy, man, just so personable, such a great person. And, you know, we really take. the shirt off of his back and give it to anybody that was in need you know he was that kind of man and you know he was also a man of faith and that was one of the biggest reasons why I chose to go to Florida State and that's even before you talk about his accolades on the field you know what better coach I would say him and Joe Paterno as far as like two of the best you know most known college football coaches of all time so you know he's really someone who you say Bobby Bowden people know that name and uh, you know, for a lot of reasons, it's, it's beyond him as a football coach. It's also him as a person, if you ever had a chance to talk to him for five minutes, which it sounds like you guys did. Yeah. And so, you know, just just overall great guy. And I know this documentary that's coming out on the ACC Network, I'm really excited to watch it. I am a little bummed that I wasn't able to talk talk about it a little bit because when it came out, I was surprised too, but I was like, oh, okay, that's going to be great. And so uh, I'm looking forward to I'll be tuning in like everybody else, man. So I had to make sure I got the package on my uh, on my cable provider too. <laughs> it's, it's pretty
0: cool, actually. Like Roy Williams at Carolina Basketball is given special access for an ACC Network show. Mike Krzyzewski, there's a documentary that I believe runs Thursday night on the day the ACC Network launches about like his first – Uh, very important recruiting, not his first class, but sort of the one that helped him turn Duke into the uh, forerunners of what it has become today. E.J. Manuel joining us on the David Glenn Show. There's a whole bunch of other features and documentaries that the new channel is going to offer as well. When you saw maybe the, I guess the coaches poll and the AP poll are both out, from the Atlantic Coast Conference, the league that you and we cover most closely, it was only Clemson, which we all knew was coming at number one, and then Syracuse. Uh, who from elsewhere in the league do you think might be overlooked right now beyond the Tigers and uh, the Syracuse Orange?
1: Yeah, well, I think UVA is a team that's overlooked right now. I think Miami's overlooked. I think Florida State is overlooked now. I I would say for Florida State, I understand why they were overlooked. I mean, they didn't go to a bowl game last year. It was Coach Tiger's first year, but I think they'll be much improved this season. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how James Blackman comes out and plays. Miami, now that they've, made the decision of going with Jaron Williams as their quarterback. They have a ton of talent around Jaron, and I think that's why Coach Diaz made the decision. Knowing that Jaron's young, his upside is, you know, is very hot. You know, he was a highly talented, you know, high school recruit, and he came there for a reason. I actually had a chance to go down and watch him practice last week, and he looked really clean, really good, made good decisions with the football. Um, now, obviously, he has two other quarterbacks, in cozy Perry and Tate Martell, who are right there waiting. If something happens to Jaron, if he doesn't play well, if he gets injured, but nonetheless, I think that was probably the best decision. And then UVA, you know, and uh, Bryce, Bryce Perkins. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Um, had a chance to watch him a bunch last year. And, uh, you know, I'm a Virginia guy. Not that I have a bias toward them, but, you know, I always try to keep up on tabs with Virginia Tech and UVA, being that I'm a hometown guy. And so, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to those guys having a great season at UVA. And I actually think they'll have uh, the best chance to win the Coastal.
0: In our backyard here across North Carolina, EJ, we have all kinds of interesting stories at your position of quarterback. On the one hand, like Quentin Harris of Duke is a fifth-year senior. So, like, he's Mm -hmm. been around the block, yet he's always been the backup. So that's, like, one new thing. So we'll get your thoughts on that. Beyond that – you mentioned your early days at Florida State. I mean, here you were, this incredibly highly recruited guy from the Tidewater, Virginia area. You signed with one of the most prominent programs in the country. I wonder if you flash back to what you didn't know as a freshman that you felt like oh, yeah. you did know as a junior and senior, if you can share some of those thoughts, because whether sure. it's the redshirt freshman Jaron Williams trying to lead Miami or Mac Brown just gave Sam Howell uh, at UNC the first team snaps. He's a true freshman. Now, he did enroll right. in January, uh, so tell us how much it helps to go through a spring practice, but just the broader adjustment uh, to getting that starter's role for the first time, whether you're a senior like Quentin Harris at Duke or a, yep. a right-out-of-high-school freshman like Sam Howell at Carolina.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's an adjustment for anyone. Uh, specifically, thinking of Quentin Harris, I'm not sure if he had a chance to start any games last year. But, you know, when you're the backup versus when you're the starter, it's a completely different Monday through Friday as far as a buildup before a Saturday game. You know, as far as that, the reps you get in practice, uh, the things that you're studying, the meetings you might have with coach when nobody else is around because he wants to implement some of, you know, the ideas for the game plan early in the week on like a Monday or a Tuesday before you start practicing. So your responsibilities are a lot more and a lot higher. Um, now, obviously, a guy like Sam is a true freshman. You know, he should just really have an open mind and understand that, like, look, I'm going to make mistakes. And I, I personally think Sam's going to do very well, and I, I saw Coach, Coach Brown made the right decision in going with him. Uh, I, I know the Carolina fans are ex- extremely excited for him, so it makes a it's a smart decision for the fan base. Um, but nonetheless, I, I think it's going to be an adjustment like it is for anybody. Now, if he comes out and has a season like Trevor Lawrence, then it's a completely different conversation that we're having in, you know, uh, two months or so. So, you know, it, it can go either way. Now, I, I think as a quarterback myself, somebody who's been through it, I'm, I'm very understanding of how hard it is, the, the transition from high school to college, it, and not even on the field. It's just the, the weekly day in, day out of preparing for a game on Saturday and just, you know, making sure everybody's doing the right things. And, it, you know, the pressure is high. And, and once you get to these universities, you know, the, the, the fans, the boosters, they're expecting you to go out there and play well, and they're expecting you to go out there and win. You know, so it's not really, you know, time for a growing curve. Now, it's even less in the NFL, but in college, you know, these teams want to win right now. You know, so as far as, you know, these guys feel like they have time to really grow up, and they do, but it's a very short window.
0: At some point on an ACC network broadcast, I can almost picture the graphic now. It's going to be like EJ Manuel's top five <laughs> ACC quarterbacks. Of
1: course. If of we course.
0: <laughs> if we put you on the spot, it's only August 20th. I yep. guess it's it's hard to gr- you can't really grade guys who are freshmen or redshirt freshmen. But most of these lists, as you know, at least in the ACC, they'll begin with the Trevor Lawrence but a Bryce Perkins of UVA, a James Blackman of Florida State that you mentioned. I know Wake Forest just named Jamie Newman its starter, and he had a great end of last year after Sam Hartman got hurt. How would your, like, real quick kind of one through five ACC quarterback pecking order look right now?
1: Well, it's hard to say, as you know. I mean, of course, the number one outright is Trevor Lawrence. Um, Behind him, I would put Bryce Perkins. I think he has a ton of ability to not only run the ball, but he can throw. You know, I think if he has some weapons, I know he lost uh, Zacchaeus Alamade uh, to the NFL, but I think if he has some guys that can be, uh, you know, strong for him, I think they'll be really good. I want to say Kenny Pickett at Pitt. You yeah. know, the quarterback that showed me some some spots last last year, I, I think he's going to be really good. Um, and then I would say uh, Ryan Willis at Virginia Tech. You know, I think, he's, I think he had a strong season last year, and of course he has, um, you know, some talent coming back with him. And then as my fifth, you know, it's a toss-up. So, you know, of course, there's a bunch of schools that have some question marks as as far as guys that we haven't seen yet. But, you know, I would throw in Anthony Brown from uh, Boston College. You know, he had a chance to play last year. He has a really good running back in A.J. Dillon. So, you know, I, I'm looking forward to a big year from B.C. as well, not to, you know, leave those guys out. But then right on the cusp, so, I mean, it's Tommy DeVito. I think he's a really good player, too, and Jaron Williams as well. So, Uh, it should be interesting. I think this is a league that has a lot of really good quarterbacks, and I'm excited to see all of them play.
0: You know how you can tell E.J. Manuel's already making the transition to broadcaster? He dropped an Olamide Zacchaeus reference and and pronounced it correctly. Nobody pronounces (laughs) that correctly. Hey, look,
1: man. Look, (laughs) any job, you got to do your job, right? So I come from a league where if you don't do it, you're out of there. You know what I mean? So I make sure I'm covering all my my bases here. He did his (laughs) prep
0: for Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher at Florida State. He is doing his prep as a member of the brand-new ACC Network's broadcasting crew. Uh, What's your first – assignment as we let you go and thank you for your time
1: sure so I'm actually on a show in the studio called the huddle it's myself Eric McLean coach Mark Rick and Jack Collinsworth uh the show will be airing every Friday and Saturday Fridays will be on in the evening and then Saturday all day so we'll be giving you some previews as far as the game's coming up uh obviously some halftime hits and some thoughts as far as what the game is looking like and then obviously post game so we'll be there all day Saturday and uh, I'm really looking forward to everybody tuning in and uh, I know you mentioned Twitter, but I also have an Instagram too. Let me ask you this. Is it more popular to be on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, EJ,
0: EJ, I would give you any pace of advice that I possibly could in my 32-year okay. media career. But when it okay. comes to social media, man, I, I have to just like wave the white flag and forfeit <laughs> and simply admit okay. to you honestly that I am not an expert. I will tell you for professional reasons – We've had a lot of success at David Glenn Show is our handle, and we've got, okay. I don't know, 18-some-thousand uh, followers there, and it's been a very big, successful part of our show. We okay. have not done as much Facebook. We have not done Instagram so much, but I know others. Darren Vutz, he's like my 28-year, 20. what are you, 31 tw- 29 something in that area so he knows social media what would you say to EJ Darren when it comes to hit I mean he's he's been an NFL quarterback for the last uh what five yeah. or six years so what does he do what does I he say? think when it comes to Twitter and Instagram like EJ you got to be on both right, right. uh I, I think more frequent posting to Twitter is probably preferred uh given sports right. takes and things like that whereas Instagram's a little more visual um, right. And I know, I know you right. just you just revamped the Twitter, right? So you're you're right. off to a good start. Yeah, yeah. You see yeah what I yeah, yeah. You see what I did there, Darren? I, EJ, you wouldn't know this, but I practiced law for 17 years. When a client comes in and asks you a question where you have no idea the answer. Like, D.G., can you defend me against the double murder I'm accused of? You know what you do? You call one of your associates. No, I don't handle criminal defense, but my producer Darren Vaught knows the answer to that question. That's what we just did for E.J. Manuel. So you come back to us for any other advice you need, and we really thank you for your time on the show today.
1: All right, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: (laughs) A lot of fun. E.J. Manuel of Florida State back in the day, the ACC Network today. Mick Mixon on the Panthers in about 10 minutes. Your phone calls before and after that, 1-800-849-2761. Did you know that today is an anniversary of a very special date in one of the sports that we love most more on that with your calls floating question of the day is a storytelling question of the day steph curry's random encounter with a young howard university student seven months ago led seven months later to steph creating the golf program at howard university it wasn't there before The seed money is there now, and it was all a byproduct of a random encounter with a young student who shared that story. With that in mind, our question to you, what sports figure changed your world during or after a personal encounter? It can be big picture stuff, and it can be something that's more meaningful just to you. As long as it's a good story, we may share it with our statewide audience, 1-800-849-2761. On this date, in the year 2000, an unforgettable, and I hope it is that for you, sports story. So the anniversary is today. I'll tell you what the story was next on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We ask folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine
2: and looking over, you know, the sunset. You know, Uh, (laughs) I don't see how you can be mellow
1: and coach a game that can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show.
0: back to the david glenn show quick reminder since it is football season at accsports.com and with the acc sports journal we put together an annual glossy kickoff edition years ago it would come out early in the summer you know trying first to the newsstand type of thing other years Wait a little while, get more up-to-date information, but don't publish and mail until the month of August. Well, we chose the latter route this year. If it hasn't arrived in your mailbox yet, if you're a subscriber, it will soon. And if you have not checked out the ACC Sports Journal Kickoff Edition, it is a must-have handbook for the entirety of the upcoming campaign. My deep dive with all sorts of numbers that there's no way you'll ever find them all in the same place except in one of my articles. My deep dive on the brand-new ACC network is among the features highlighted in this year's annual edition, so check that out. And my work at The Athletic Carolina, because we are celebrating a one-year anniversary today, theathletic.com was created three or so years ago, and it's one of the fastest-growing sports media websites in the entire world. I was actually in London and saw ads on the interior of what they would call their underground or their tube over here, we would typically call it like the subway car. So there's theathletic.com now covering UK football and English Premier League, etc. They call football, of course, what we call soccer. So the, the enterprise is more than three years old, but the athletic Carolina, the sub site turns one year old today. That's not the sports anniversary that I was referring to before the break. I'll get to that in a second. But in honor of our one-year anniversary at The Athletic Carolina, you can subscribe for 40% off. Many of you know that 25 years ago, I created accsports.com and the ACC Sports Journal. On a regional basis, we created a subscription model that was very difficult to pull off, and we did. And I'm very proud of what we accomplished, and we're still going 25 years later. The Athletic is using a no-advertisement subscription model on an international scale that is very similar in a lot of ways to what we were able to do successfully on a much smaller regional scale. When I was a kid, Darren, before I knew you and maybe before you were even born, I lived in a newspaper-driven world, okay? Maybe your parents discussed this. Now, I'm not as old as they, But I'm in between your parents' generation and your generation. Is that fair? Yeah. We grew up in a newspaper-driven world. And my dream as a young writer, I'm a trained journalist. I just accidentally fell into this radio stuff. In a newspaper-driven world, I mean, it was an economic engine like few others in the United States of America. If you had the right best newspaper in the right American city, right? So as a young journalist, pre-internet, remember? Oh, we were riding dinosaurs to and from work and school every day, Darren. No, just kidding. But pre-internet applies to the late 1980s. So in a newspaper-driven world, my dreams were to contribute to the best sports sections I had ever read as a child. So I got to freelance for the New York Times and the Washington Post and many, many others, the Philadelphia Inquirer, my hometown newspaper, while here in North Carolina, contributing to somebody like Raycom on the TV side, doing videos and similar things for them, Uh, and working for, among others, the Durham Herald Sun on the newspaper side. Well, fast forward 30 years, newspapers are in a different place. They still matter. I still enjoy them. We have many of their writers on as guests, but it is a different world. And newspapers clearly just do not matter the way they once did, although they still matter to me in many cases. The modern-day equivalent of my dream of contributing to the best sports journalism on the planet as I did as a freelancer, you know, at 20 years old, 30 years later, I believe I'm contributing to the best sports journalism in the world as a contributor to the ACC Sports Journal and on the international side, theathletic.com. So today, and apparently today only in honor of our one-year anniversary, you can get 40% off a subscription to The uh, the Athletic Carolina. Remember, the glossy new ACC Sports Journal is at newsstands and bookstores everywhere at this point. You can always order online that at accsports.com. Mick Mixon's going to join us, the play-by-play voice of the Carolina Panthers on the other side. I did promise a sports anniversary. Would you have any idea, Darren? It would be unfair to say August 20th is a special day in the sports world. That would be unfair. Right. I mean, the sports world goes back more than a century. I mean, there's something prominent that has happened on pretty much every every date sometime in sports history. Now, I know you're an expert, as am I, in SAT logic, which often allows you to guess the correct answer even without knowing the answer. Because, for example, if it's August 20th, you know a lot of things that it's probably not you're, sure. not, you're not guessing NHL, NBA, certainly nothing that happens in a college football season or an NFL season, right? So it's taken a lot of things off the table. Now, it is always a hint when you have a special sports anniversary when you give the year because then your wheels turn on, all right, August 20th is going to be maybe a baseball, maybe a tennis, maybe a golf, could be a NASCAR, could be something else. What's in season in August? Maybe a a particularly timed summer olympics they're not all in august but some some have been well if i said august 20th the year 2000 would that narrow it down in any particular way any, uh, any sport come to mind yeah, any so character come to mind you because list- <laughs> august 20th 2000 was a really big day de- so de- yeah so you listed what's it what's in season this time of year Initially, not given the year, I would have guessed something baseball, but the year 2000 makes me believe that it might be Tiger Woods related. That's very good. Now, how Tiger Woods was in his prime, and August 20th was the PGA Championship that year. Now, Tiger winning the PGA Championship would not be enough for me to circle a special anniversary (laughs) uh, 19 years later. However, Tiger winning the PGA, and if my math is correct, you would have been in middle school at this point. Right, thereabouts, yeah. All right, Tiger won the PGA. That was, at the time, the fourth and final major. Remember, they shuffled it more recently. So it was the fourth and final major in a year where he had won two of the first three. So he won (laughs) three of the four majors in the calendar year 2000. Anyone who tells you Tiger ain't this, Tiger ain't that, and starts to downplay what Tiger once was, Make them stop when they get to downgrading what Tiger once was. You can debate how long his peak lasted. You can debate why he went more than a decade stuck on 14 major championships before changing that earlier this year with another green jacket at the Masters. There's plenty of Tiger Woods career personally and professionally worth debating, but it is beyond any shadow of any doubt that the greatest stretches of golf history by any single player include if they are not led by what Tiger Woods did at various peaks of his career and one of those greatest peaks was the year 2000 he did win three of the four major championships and it had not been done since before I was born previously the, guy, the last example of a single golfer winning three of the four majors in the same calendar year was Ben Hogan in 1953. Debate lots of things about Tiger. Don't debate how great he was when he was at his best. And since that example is only 19 years ago, the anniversary we're celebrating today, that shouldn't be so far into your memory at almost uh, from your memory in almost any age that it should go swirling down the memory toilet without the proper recognition. 1-800-849-2761. Our correspondence on the Carolina Panthers are plentiful. You may get a Mike Tolbert or Moose Muhammad as a former player. You might get a Mick Mixon or a Jim Zoki out of the broadcast booth. Mick is joining us on the other side. Remember, we've got Jake DeLome and Jordan Gross and guys who are going to be part of this year's broadcasting enterprise we get the writers including david newton of espn and joe person and jordan rodrigue from the athletic.com jonathan jones and darren gantt and other national guys who know the panthers well sometimes bill Voth of panthers.com will drop by we will keep that coming at you on the panthers all season long on the other side it is mick mixon picking up that torch Ron Rivera did describe his plans, or some of them, for the trip to New England on Thursday in preseason game number three. We'll ask about Cam and Luke and Christian and the upcoming cutdown to 53 men all the way from 90. Voice of the Panthers, Mick Mixon, next on the David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop after this. Yeah, I'll maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Ron Rivera earlier today said we're finally going to see cam newton he did not play in preseason game one games one or two neither did luke keekly or christian mccaffrey or some others against the patriots on thursday night in new england ron rivera said you can expect to see cam for perhaps three or four series that was some of the breaking news from earlier today With the big picture of the NFL and the Panthers in mind, we turn to a good friend of the program and the play-by-play voice of those Carolina Panthers, Mick Mixon. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you?
2: Well, my golly. I mean, I'm just glad to know you're back from vacation. You take more time off than Johnny Carson. (laughs) uh, Your understudies, I think, did an incredible job, but it's good to have you back in the DG chair of the DG show named after... DG.
0: Thank you, my friend. Well, you know, 30 years in, you get some special treatment, you know, including a show named after you, perhaps. If you wrote a book, Mick Mixon, wouldn't you write at the bottom by Mick Mixon? Is that okay?
2: Well, let's not cloud the issue with facts. I mean, everybody knows that you're a lawyer and and married, a beautiful wife, and, and that you have, you're sustainably wealthy for the rest of your life, and this is part of the allure of your show.
0: Well, I do get more vacation time than I used to. I did have a great time in London, and I thank you for your wonderful welcome back here stateside. I'm sure you want in on the Eric Reed versus Jay-Z back and forth. Jay-Z is now a partner of the NFL in various ways, including on social causes. He's apparently going to be a part owner of an unnamed team. And Eric Reid essentially said that Jay-Z, longtime ally to the Panthers' safety and his friend Colin Kaepernick, uh, he Reed basically called him a sellout. What did you see as that back and forth unfolded?
2: Are you asking me this because you're mad at me for giving you a hard time about being on vacation?
0: It's <laughs> possible that, that that question may have been related to those jabs, perhaps. Oh, my God. I don't know. We're both having fun at each other's expense right now.
2: As we as we like to do. <laughs> yes, D. we I, do. I, I, I'm very fond of you and, and hold you in high regard as, <laughs> as a person and as a friend. Uh, even though these tripwires and, uh, and Bridge Out and Danger Will Robinson questions. I, I'm not scared to, to, to speak on this, only to say a few things that, that I'll try to keep short. Number one is growing up in public school, my parents were firm believers in public school, growing up exposed to a wide variety of different types of people. If I learned anything, it's that uh, you cannot interpret, a majority cannot interpret how the minority should feel. So, I got no idea um, uh, about you know whether whether this could be a misstep for, for Jay Z or whether uh, whether Eric Reed is right in in, in in what he says about the interesting nature of the timing, and questioning you know kind of where Jay Z falls on some of these issues that only he would know about. I'm an Eric Reed fan. I, I love that the Panthers had the the, the courage to sign him. Uh, I've enjoyed talking to him. He he looks mean, but he's actually a friendly, family man, and he's very smart, socially aware. Uh, for days, you could we could disagree. People might call the Panthers and say that I'm turning in my PSLs or whatever. That's all fine, but Eric Reed is an intelligent athlete who's using his platform, like many have done before him, and then some others have declined to do and have been criticized for it to get his opinions out there. And I kind of like I like where he's coming from on a lot of this.
0: Mick Mixon, voice of the Carolina Panthers, is joining us on the David Glenn Show. There are crazy stories from yesteryear where the Carolina Panthers, in one example, leading into a game against the divisional rival Atlanta Falcons, actually had to practice in a ballroom for various weather-related reasons, and just yesterday, David Tepper's new bubble was christened with the Panthers getting work done inside that bubble. Tell us how it came about, what it looks like and feels like. And it's an indoor bubble, right? And some people might ask, well, why would you need an
2: indoor bubble? Is there such a thing as an outdoor bubble? Well,
0: I, I, ask, I, say, I say that because there, part of the answer has to do with the air-conditioned nature of it because you could have air going through a bubble if it were not an entire bubble and I haven't been in it so I don't know how much you know if you're standing in the Marriott lobby some of them like in Hawaii the entire lobby of the hotel allows the breeze to come through as you're checking in at the desk so I don't know if it's a bubble with a breeze or if it's a complete bubble with no breeze and air conditioning involved
2: well, I can tell you all about it. I remember the game you're referring to, where we practiced in the hotel ballroom. We lost the game, but we danced divinely.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and this is the alternative. I mean, David Tepper leaves no stone unturned, right? I mean, this is a competitive step forward for the Panthers. What
2: else is it like? I thought the bubble would be cooler from a temperature standpoint. Now it's comfortable, but it is not icy cold. Oh boy, let's get in here and let me have, let me borrow your sweater or your toboggan. I'm guessing that with the whole team in there yesterday and, and with the sun baking down on it, it was, it was probably, I don't know, 75, 76 okay. degrees Fahrenheit in the bubble. Good temperature. Good temperature for the guys to get their work in and not have to worry about cooling down so quickly that they were, they were uncomfortable after sweating through their uniforms outside for the first part of practice. The bubble has no goalposts inside. It's just about a 55-yard field. Its ceiling is not so high that the punters like Pilardi and and, an NFL punter could easily graze the ceiling, but that's not what it's there for. It's there for the Panthers to be able to get that 7-on-7, 9-on-7, 11-on-11. It's there for for them to be able to get team period work in and not to have to get on buses and go to a convention center or go up to the the third level of the concourse here at Bank of America Stadium to be able to get out of the heat and have, as you very... Uh, articulately said uh, if not a competitive advantage at least let's not be at a competitive disadvantage.
0: Yeah, Mick Mixon joining us on the David Glenn Show. Panthers 1-1 and in the preseason. Visit the New England Patriots on Thursday. Remember the regular season opener, the real stuff, will come against the LA Rams. Uh, That opener is on September 8th back here in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. Did you react to the Lost to the Bills, which I actually saw when I got back from London. It was worse than the 27 to 14 score. Would your summary be just the preseason and kind of shrugging your shoulders, or were there things where you said that's cause for concern?
2: It's a good, interesting question. I'd probably come down more on the second, the second part, and I know better, but it was alarming. Uh, just when you don't, when you're not a coach and you don't devote all the time that these coaches devote to studying every nuance of the game, I mean, it was, it just looked a little inert. It looked uh, like Buffalo had a good scheme. Uh, they they were getting what they wanted early on in the passing game. Creased the Panthers a couple times in the run game, and Buffalo, and, and for some reason Buffalo, Buffalo's penalties didn't seem as egregious as as the Panther penalties. That could be the frailty of the human mind. I I, I would be up for for you telling me that. But it just seemed like the off, the, the false start, the holding on the offensive line, that seemed as though Panther, the Panthers had first and 18, first and 20, first and a million miles. Can, some, can we call Uber just so we can get back to the <laughs> line of the game and even just see it from where, where the drives were starting? So it did seem kind of problematic. But I uh, talked to Marty Herney Monday, talked to Coach Rivera Sunday, and they, they've, they've looked at what every single player did on every single play Their assessment was mixed bag of results, but not as bad as as maybe it seemed from the press box.
0: Everybody likes to watch the quarterbacks. Ron Rivera, as I mentioned, says Cam may get three or four series against the Patriots on Thursday. Will Greer threw a pick six, and Kyle Allen did not look good at all. Taylor Heineke looked good in in garbage time, but what do you make of that four-man depth chart in a league where some teams only carry two guys – uh, and usually the third guy would end up on a practice squad.
2: Greer is on uh, Panthers.com. There's a story. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. That he says my internal clock has got to get faster, and that's what this is. What this is what I know because the coaches have told me, and I feel comfortable sharing it with you about this issue. Both Will Greer and Kyle Allen have big time arms. Both are. Accurate passers. Let's just say that accuracy is not something you can really coach. You've either kind of got it or you don't uh, Happily will Greer and Kyle Allen both have big arms good touch on the deep ball Greer's got an incredible touch on the deep ball And both are I think are are, are good naturally accurate passers But what can screw up your accuracy in will Greer's case if he's late Processing then he's rushing with his arm and the ball is going to sail does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's what that's what that that story is. So when he when his mind begins to slow the game down, when the game begins to slow down for him, his accuracy will be there. He's got great feet. He and Allen can both get out on the edges. So I think you know I think uh, Thursday night will be big cuz I think both guys can't wait to get lathered up and go again and show that they're better than what they showed last week.
0: Last thing for Mick Mixon, voice of the Carolina Panthers, with Thursday night in mind, I mentioned Ron Rivera tilting his cards on the Cam Newton aspect. What else do you remind Panthers fans when it comes to preseason game three of four? Because we haven't seen any of Christian McCaffrey, Luke Kuechly, Cam Newton, Greg Olson, and, and maybe one or two more, uh, But but certain things are going to start changing here Thursday.
2: Through that it reminds me of looking for a house you know who maybe you and, and the lovely and talented maria have rolled up on a house and said oh man look there's a for sale sign and you pull up and you know you shouldn't but you go up to it and you look in there's no curtains maybe the house is empty but you look in and, beep, 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 and you wipe the glass <laughs> maybe try to peer in and look your eyes go left and your eyes go right you only get to do that for a second yeah but you're trying to see the future can you see a Christmas morning? Can you see birthdays? Can you see some stuff going on? Can you see a Fourth of July party in this house? Does it look like it's been well taken care of? That, to me, is the first half of Thursday night. The, the window only clears. You only get to look in. The curtain lifts for just a yep. second. And it will give us a glimpse of what 2019 could be about. It's, it's important, not life important, world important, but it's sports important these first two quarters at New England.
0: His name is Mick Mixon. He is, despite his efforts to the contrary, a great friend of the David Glenn Show. He is the voice of the Carolina Panthers. Great to hear your voice, man. Thank you for your kind, warm welcome back to the United States, and good luck on the call on the TV side on Thursday night.
2: Glad you're back. Stay side, brother. (laughs) Talk to you soon. Right back
0: at you. We will be coming down the stretch with final thoughts and TV picks next on the David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith.
2: I know that I will never be as good as he was in in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. But I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show.
0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the
1: stretch they come.
0: Quick thing we didn't get to, shout out to the Winston-Salem Open since 2011. That has been an annual ATP tournament here in our backyard, played on a wonderful ha- at a wonderful hardcourt facility at Wake Forest University. History was made yesterday at this event, highlighted by the presence of Andy Murray, who's already been eliminated actually, and some other great... Um, Well, he's not American, but the top Americans are here. Andy Murray was here until his defeat. A 21-year-old South Korean named Ducky Lee won his first ATP match ever yesterday. He was notable because he became the first deaf player ever to win a match at that level of men's tennis. At smaller events, which do not have large scoreboards, well, he can't hear the umpires, remember, so it's a little bit tricky. You can't hear 40 love, 30, 15, et cetera. They're treating him well at the Winston-Salem Open, and he got that historic victory. Speaking of Wake Forest, Patrick McCormick. Friend of the David Glenn Show and friend of the Glenn family is on his way from Baltimore to the Wake Forest campus as we speak with his family. I wish him well as he takes residence in our great state and we'll see you tomorrow noon to three on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show.
2: How are you, David? It's great to be on.
1: It's wonderful to to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me.
2: The David Glenn Show.